Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Release the Eight podcast, where we're committed to activating the apostolic, prophetic, and evangelistic. My name is Bo Corsetto, and I'm the director for InterVarsity Louisiana, also author of Beyond Awkward. And I want to kick it to my partner, uh, Linton Daniel. Uh, Linton, introduce yourself real quick. Hey, guys. It's, we're back again. My name is Linton Daniel. I'm here. I'm a pastor here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, specifically working with South Asians, uh, Indian Americans here in the city and um, also do some consulting work for InterVarsity. So I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, hey, we're excited today to take a deep dive on the role of the apostolic. Um, in our first video, our last video, we kind of introed uh, the, the Release the Ape idea, the three different offices of apostolic, prophetic, and evangelistic. We introduced ourselves more. So make sure to go back and watch that video and obviously subscribe so you get these videos we drop every week. But today we want to take a deeper look at the apostolic role and especially the apostolic role with the history of patriarchy that exists and the tension around planting and being entrepreneurial and creating new spaces and being patriarchal. Um, there's a lot of tension around this. Being men um, that plant and move missions forward can come across patriarchal. And we have come across that way. Myself being a white man, uh, we have a huge history of patriarchy. So when we start talking about mission and mission forward and planting and opening up new spaces and starting new communities, it just smells of patriarchy. And that's difficult. It's a difficult conversation. There's been a lot of wounds on both sides. Um, there's been a lot of hurt. There's a lot of confusion. And so Linson and I, of course, true to our nature, we want to dive right into the middle of this. Um, this is a tough conversation. We have one uh, side of it or two sides of it. Um, and we just want to get into it. Like, how do we become people that can plant well and be apostolic well and encourage you as apostolic leaders to be released into mission and creative entrepreneurial planting of churches and communities, but do so in a way that is actually helpful and sensitive and biblical and not patriarchal. Um, and so that's a strong intro right there. I want to kick it to Linson. Um, hey, man, tell us, how are you seeing this tension at play? What, what's bothering you? What's concerning you? Um, what kind of conversations are you in with around the topic of being apostolic and also coming across patriarchal? Yeah, Bo, thanks for queuing that up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this... Uh... The idea of planting, let me just say it from maybe my perspective as a minority in this country, um, you know, uh, you know, balancing both my Indian identity and my American identity and my apostolic identity. You know, so one thing for sure, Bo, is when I think about planting or I even think about the latest planting conferences or resources that I have come across, they're typically written by white males and 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 white males have a way and a method and a thought and a posture towards planting that, you know, is very beneficial and we learn a lot from it and, and we see, see the ways that it, it, it can be beneficial. But at the same time, as someone that's different, you know, I, I, I read that material and, and, I, and I try to apply it to my life and it doesn't feel like me. And I've been learning more and more as uh, we look at society is, what the pushback is, what people are feeling is patriarchy. And, 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 and that really, in a lot of ways, comes from privilege and power. It even goes back to like manifest destiny. You know, it's, it's our spiritual right for expansion. It's the inevitable. 
God called us to rule and conquer. And, and, and basically what it's done is taken power and began to exert it in unchristian ways. And, and when that happens is power doesn't lead to flourishing. Power leads to a sense of subjugation. Like I'm coming to plant to take over this place. Uh, I'm not coming, I'm not coming here to start something for God that will flourish, but it's coming with my preconceived notions. It's come with my, my, my already patterned cookie cutter way of doing things. I'm going to try to smash the mission field into that over and over and over and over again. And though that it, it could be, a, it could be efficient to do that. I'm arguing, is it effective? And, um, and, and how does the mission field respond when we come with that kind of power? Um, so yeah, those are some of my thoughts around that. Um, I, I would say, I would say the opposite is true too, Bo. Um, when we come to exert power, we get the label of patriarchy. But when, we're, when we come to the mission field and we're afraid and we, we feel like we lack power, we, we move from being patri- patriarchal to, uh, I would say, para- like paralyzed. So paralysis, it, which is, again, saying uh, instead of bringing power, I, I lose my power, I lose my agency, and I have no room or no space here. And that's another temptation of mine, too. Um, so do I rise up to be like the white male planter? Um, or do I say, actually, I'm, I'm so much not like them, I, I, I actually can't do anything. You know, and I think that's a temptation for both. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, um, I know we're going to talk about in a minute for those of you watching just uh, some helpful ways to move forward in planting that is biblical and sensitive and powerful and loving. Um, I think what I'm thinking when I when I'm hearing you talk is certainly no one. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say no one. Very few people start out. Um, planting or move out to plant to take over and um, be in charge and manifest destiny and, you know, move over. I'm here now. So I'm just thinking a little bit about like, what, how, why is it that we come across that way? Um, why has planting felt that way um, to many, mostly ethnic minorities and, and a lot to women? Um, why is it coming across that way? Is it a confidence that, that we're coming across with that, it, that we think we're coming across with that is being, uh, you know, displayed as arrogance? Um, I'm thinking, is it a sense of like not really asking questions or searching for partnerships? I think that's a lot what I've learned is like, hey, I'm ready to take this hill. Like we need to go start X church in this city or we need to go start this college ministry at this community. And it's an attitude a little bit of like, no one else has done this, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm the one that's coming. And I think that that patriarchy comes across that way, that that spirit comes across the way because there wasn't any sense of like, hey, who's already here? Um, Who's Mm -hmm. been doing things? Um, Who could be helpful partners? Like there's a lack of investigation Mm -hmm. or discernment. And so then what started out as like a virtuous, mission to be a a planter to make space to start you've actually become a disruptor uh potentially to people that are already there i mean that's what i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. and i and i'm wondering if that's where the tension is so then those that feel paralyzed uh maybe are looking at that and they're like well i don't want to go start anything new i don't want to become that that man or woman i don't want to be a disruptor i don't want to feel forceful. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm forcing them. And, 
then apostolic be or implanting becomes this very negative thing um, on both sides of the scale of like, it's scary. It's rude. It's not partnering. It's domineering. And it's like, no, apostolic (laughs) cannot mean that. And so here we are in the middle of that tension. So that that's what I'm thinking and hearing and looking at times in my own life. I've done that seeing other people that come across that way. Um, I don't know anything you want to respond to that. Yeah, great. I, and I love, I love that me and you are very different. So we we experience the different sides of, of the apostolic gift and, and what does it feel like to experience it from someone like that um, or, or feeling like scared to engage it? You know, I, I will say, yeah, that you're right. The, the caricature there is um, when you come to plant that you think you're the first one there or you're the first person that came up with an idea to plant a church there. There's no sense of, history there's no sense of the story of the land there's no sense of like you know is god already at work here um i I believe um on our website um you can go to you can go to apostolic and one of the uh one of the articles there talks about one of the key attributes of uh, of an apostle is they move from recruiting to empowering you know and recruiting is saying Mm -hmm. i've already come up with a plan here and I already know how to reach this part of the city, or I already know how to reach this campus. So I just need, I just need to recruit cogs into the, the machinery or the apparatus I'm moving into the land uh, versus empowering and saying, where is the genius of God's people? Where is the genius of God's spirit already at work in this space that I can uh, find myself swept up in? Um, and that, that posture, I feel like, really works against patriarchy Mm. patriarchy but it also works against paralysis like you don't have to start anything that's radically brand new the spirit of god is already working there it's flowing it's moving the spirit of mission and you can just find yourself swept up into that current and not be paralyzed either um yeah i don't know that that's some ideas that you're you're not the center you're not moving in the machinery for planting it's you, you know you're part of a of a network of a, of an ecosystem that's already there and, and you're finding yourself swept up in what God's God's work is in that space, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's interesting because I think when we, when many people hear apostolic or planting or sent, um, you know, your sent one, which is the biblical root of all of this apostolic language. Um, I think we're interpreting it as a forceful word. Um, Mm. and I'm using we very generally, but I I think it, it comes across as like, yeah, you are the beginning. Um, you're in a, in a sense, you're the end, like you have to be the one that, uh, makes it happen. And I think even right, just highlighting our last couple of years and part of why we wanted to get this podcast going, a lot of the, the felt needs and the, in the conversations have changed coming off of our last uh, you know, presidential regime, um, the political climate, uh, the racial tensions. I mean, there's been a lot of forceful things we've been watching. Mm-hmm. And so now you think, okay, I'm going to go plant. And here I am with my ideas and my generative um, philosophy, and I'm going to make this space. There's a lot of trauma um, in That's our culture good. where even if we're un- unnecessarily or accidentally, I guess, um, doing it, it's like we could tr- trigger people that are like, I've, I'm tired of a president that's been yelling at me for four years. Now I don't need you yelling at me. Or <laughs> I'm tired of white people yelling at me or telling me how to do things. And now you're yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you. 
I'm not mm-hmm. forcing you. I'm, I'm coming here with a new idea. Well, yeah, but back up a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think I feel that and I'm aware of that. Um, I think if we start moving more towards like, okay, well, how do we do this? Like I, I can feel some of our listeners now going, okay, well, I get the problem, but like, what are we supposed to do about <laughs> this? Or are we just going to talk about the problem the whole time? Um, mm-hmm. Like what, what does good planting look like? Like how, cause right. The whole point of this is to be an empowerment, right? Like we're not here to tell you how you're an idiot cause you're apostolic and you're bad and you shouldn't do anything. Like let's not be patriarchal. Let's not come in arrogantly and forcefully let's build partnerships. So how do we take on the mantle, the calling, the gifting of the apostolic leader, if truly that's the way God's called us. And how do we be a catalyst for new mission, for new spaces, for gospel communities? Like, what would you say about that? Give us some Man, of those metaphors yeah. that you've been sharing with me offline. Yeah, that's great. You know, I, oftentimes when I feel confused about uh, ministry philosophy, you know, um, the Psalms um, say, you know, uh, the heavens declare the glory of God, you know, the, the waves clap their hands and worship God. And oftentimes I find myself just going for a walk and asking with the Lord speak to me to what he's already created and said is good. So oftentimes we can look to nature and say, things grow, things multiply, things move, you know, like we always say, you know, we're not looking for one humongous orange, right? We're looking for an orange tree that produces tons of oranges, right? And, you know, we often create churches that are one monster orange versus Let's create a bunch of little oranges that continue to multiply, right? And we get that idea from nature. Similarly, I ask myself, um, who's in charge when I see like blue bonnets here in Texas, you know, uh, all over, you know, like the frontage road on a highway? Who's in charge of that, you know? And wh- who's dictating all of that, you know? And I, I think there, there's something in nature that says once you plant one, you're able to plant another one, which then you can plant another one. And, and there's something happening there where the, every individual flower is full of power and agency. And there's something about it all working together and in, 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 in helping an area flourish where there's not one blue bonnet that says you must all, you know, do it in a certain way. And so I started thinking more about that, Bo, and I thought, what about the image of a seed, you know, um, mm-hmm. pollination? you know, um, and pollination and germination. You know, we could talk a little bit about that, but pollination is the idea that the seed or what is needed for the next plant is actually found in the prior plant, right? And it, and it does not have to do it itself. It relies on the ecosystem it's in, whether it's the, the wind blowing that takes that, that, that pollination to a next place, you know, whether it's the bees that come into that place and move it to the next place or, or the birds, or it's just something about being so full of the, uh, of the spirit or so full of life that even the ecosystem around you is taking some of that and moving it to the next place. And it's maybe not necessarily you, or maybe not even be the direction you want it to be in, but there's something about the environment that's um, uh, provoking the sea to get to the next place. And with uh, maybe just God himself in charge of it, you know, and it's, I don't know, it's an idea. I, what, what do you think about that? Well, um, it makes me think of the quote by Donald McGavran says inside of every apple is an orchard. Yeah. And so there's the latent 
possibility of multiplication inside of every apple. There's a seed that can become an orchard, right? That produces more seeds. So when you were talking about the oranges, um, I think the pollen uh, metaphor is really interesting because the bee, um, and obviously there's other things that bring pollen too, but the bee is bringing pollen to the plants to help them grow, to produce more. And so I think of like a planter um, as someone bringing pollen and, you know, we're just talking these things out. We don't script this. So my theology yeah. might not be perfect here, but what does it look like a planter bringing with it the gospel and planting the gospel or dropping it there in order for it to flourish? So when I think about uh, not being patriarchal, but being, you know, helpful, a helpful, uh, you know, apostolic leader, hey, what does it look like to be in an area and to be asking, okay, God, how do I bring good news here? How do I plant good news in systematic structures and places and individual structures and people and plant that good news and then release control to how it will Mm -hmm. uh, pollinate and how it Mm -hmm. will bloom and how it will reproduce. Like it doesn't have to be my thing. It doesn't have to be my organization. It doesn't have to be my system. Um, Really the words we're getting at is like control versus release. Right. Yeah. And so if the bee is the planter, it's like, I'm going to bring the gospel and I'm going to encourage you. And I'm going to show up to this meeting that someone else is running in the community. And I'm going to bring the gospel and I'm going to encourage you. And I'm going to get behind your agenda. And I hope everywhere I'm going, I'm dropping pollen that's reproducible kingdom speaking. And whether I'm part of that next stage of reproduction or not, doesn't matter. And I think that is the piece of a true apostolic leader that I wrestle with all the time. I'm sure you do too. The doesn't matter piece when it gets controlling or patriarchal or forceful or shoot, we've all been listening to the rise and fall of Mars Hill. It's that, that linchpin moment where you move from, it really matters that it's my own and I need to hold on and make sure it looks like my thing to the fine line on the other side of it doesn't matter. And I totally release. And there's a piece of, of being apostolic that's healthy, that has the everyday mentality of it doesn't matter who continues it and what it looks like, as long as it's gospel and kingdom centered and it's generating more movement. Gosh, that to me feels really healthy, really powerful. And it's also, as we're talking about it, I'm feeling really convicted. Like I want to pray for more, Mm-hmm. humility and release and more bumblebee attributes <laughs> um, instead of being a, a monger of pollen. Right, right, right. You know, and, and, and to take that analogy is to say that there are going to be moments where a, a bee that we don't know shows up with some activity, some inspiration, some, some view of the gospel that will we be, will be, will we be willing to say, whoa, that is good, you know, and let me take you to the next uh, flower or what you dropped here is now mixed with what I had brought. And I'm going to take both those things to the next place and us being okay with some of that, you know, it, it reminds me of the Mark four parables, you know, like, and I know Mark's your jam, Bo. So if I, if, if I start talking, feel free to jump in and, and start, start teaching away in Mark. Um, Mark, one thing Mark love, Driscoll or Mark, gospel Mark? Mark? No, yeah, dot, dot, dot Driscoll. I'm talking about the gospel of Mark. <laughs> Bo's Bo as a Mark, the gospel of Mark expert. Um, okay, just wanted to know, make sure uh, there. And you know how it is, you know, in the parable of the sower, you know, you, you look at the, the sower's ridiculous um, 
sewing technique. It's ridiculous. It, it feels feels like he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, it, it's lavish. I mean, it's just thrown everywhere. Uh, so it doesn't seem like there's a lot of strategy around the sewer. Um, and then the soils are so different, you know, so depending on which it lands on. And so that's so erratic as well. So the field, the emission fields just feel so erratic and the sower so not strategic. And, and those two things we always try to control. We try to control right. the planter to move in strategic ways. And we try to control the field. To, you know, this is the kind of place you need to go. And the, the parable actually says, I, I don't really have a ton of trust in the sower. I don't really have a ton of trust in the soil, but I'll, I have a lot of faith in the seed. The, uh, the yeah, greatest, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Let me real, interrupt you and just read it for those watching that maybe aren't familiar. It's, it's Mark 4, 26 and 27. This mm -hmm. is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. That's right. Yeah. So there, there's a sense that um, their, their whole trust is not that they know how it works. Their trust is in the seed, the potential. The power is actually in the seed. And so the field, mission field can change and my strategies can be wrong. But as long as it's the seed and, and we're humble enough to say, my strategies might be wrong. I might be in the wrong place, but at least I'm carrying this seed uh, to the new place without us knowing, without us knowing how. In that mysterious way, things will begin to grow. And what does it look Dang like for bro. you and I to take, take that posture? You know? Dang, bro. Um, that, that's, that's so convicting. Like, whew, that's like a whole nother message. Like that, that's our E message right there. I mean, we need totally. to talk about like, do you mean that some people might be trusting in strategies more than the gospel? There you go. Dang. You asked. It, I mean, <laughs> right. You, you, let's trust in the seed and let's be completely flexible and nimble with our strategies. Or let's even take a, a route that says, I have no idea how this is going to work, but I'm going to keep sharing and planting the gospel, pollinating this area with the gospel, not my DNA, not my um, designs, right? The patriarchy thing, God's, God's, God's will, God's gospel, God's word. And I mean, there's so much to, to be said about even a conversation later we need to have is like, how do you be a strategic leader, which is very important as an yeah. apostolic leader, but not controlling or how do you be a strategic leader? But then at the same time say, well, I don't know how it's going to grow and I don't care. And that's not my responsibility. Yeah. Dude, isn't it okay a, to we say, need to have I don't that know. conversation. And like, let's right. talk about the other other side of that parable is our our, our affinity uh, with even in the in the in the in the scope of patriarchy to rank soils, you know, to say, oh, you know what, uh, this area will not get the gospel because it doesn't reach a certain metric in my mind, you know, or it doesn't, or you know, this is not. I'm going to rank this lower than this. I'm going to, you know, and. The crazy thing about soil in, in people's hearts is we don't know where they're at. So why are we trying to rank it? The sower doesn't seem to care. The sower is like every he spot. The sc he scatters it like crazy. I mean, truth, different things happen in different places, but it doesn't seem to dictate his sowing. So what does it look like for us to not say, I'm coming in with the ranked idea of you get the gospel and you don't. And you this part of the neighborhood gets it and this doesn't. And because we see it from the outside, but rather we say, no, my, 
my total trust is in the seed and the pollination of that seed. I don't know what will happen when I release it. And we may be totally wrong in, in understanding that that place was a good soil and we ranked it totally wrong, you know? And so that's another way to release our control out of, uh, out of that, you know? And I don't know. What do you thought? Thoughts on that? I mean, it, you, you, you've said this to me before, Act 16. I mean, why go to Macedonia? I mean, why go there? It doesn't make any sense for Paul and his missionary journey to go to Macedonia. But he sees a man calling him. And when he lands there, he finds Lydia. And you, you love that story. Well, You've been talking to me a lot Macedonia about that. Is, Macedonia is not where they want to go. I mean, gosh, yeah. that, we could do a whole episode in Bible study on that. Like, that's not where they want to go. That's not their plan. That's not their apostolic journey. That's not in their, their strategic planning, but the spirit of God who is apostolic moves them to where he needs to go. We know how the whole missionary journey goes down and around, and then they eventually get back into Ephesus and plant the freaking whole nation of, <laughs> of Asia or territory of Asia, it says in Acts 19. So God knew what he was doing, but what's crazy about Acts 16, right, as we talk about it in regards with this is again, a total release of control in an age when women were not even empowered to be gospel and church leaders, which that's a whole nother conversation as a okay. woman in power over here and you as well. He plants the gospel in Lydia's heart that day. They were expecting a group of men and different men at that. And then she's there and she's like, Hey, I want, I want this to grow. I want this gospel to go forward. And he empowers her to become yeah. the leader of the Philippian church. I mean, that's release. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, sorry, you're a female. You're going to have to come under my leadership now. And I'm going to have to stay here and, and run this thing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he releases the movement to her. I know I just got in trouble with the whole demographic of people, but look, I'm serious. He releases yeah. it there and he's willing to say, okay, let's, let's let the bee and the pollen move this way. Yeah, it wasn't what I was planning. So that, yeah, that's what I think about that. Fired up yeah. about that. Yeah, and I, I wonder what Paul thinks is he's trying his best to keep this this connected movement together. And all these churches are probably really different from each other, you know. Um, and he's thinking like, no, 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 one of these churches look the same, act the same. They got their own issues, and he seems to be fun with that. You know, he's just like this chaotic. We think from our perspective, chaotic mess. It's totally beautiful and vibrant and flourishing to God, you know, and the and patriarchy would say, let's get them all looking the same, acting the same way. So all of our systems work in a certain way. And God's like, no, that's just not how nature works, you know? Um, and, you right. know, and not only are we taking the gospel, like pollinating, God is actually moving people too, right? Like, you know, Paul would go to, I believe he went to Ephesus and then Priscilla and Aquila, right? Another, another, a great woman. Uh, shows up and he's like he's like where are they from they're from rome how in the world did the gospel get to rome before they did you know paul's missionary front the edge is not even that far in italy but there is a couple there who, who, who believe in god full of the gospel and they get kicked out of rome because of because of persecution and meet him on the mission field. Now he's got a, a, a partner, a dynamic dude that he had nothing to do with. And they find out they're both tent makers. I'm a tent maker too. And they start to build a friendship. And before we know it, I mean, Aquila and Priscilla become like pillars of the planting movement. And they have really nothing to do with Paul. God moved them in. 
you know, God sent them in and now he gets to partner with brand new people. Uh, a patriarch, a patriarchal person would be like, I don't know you. We, the mission front hasn't gone that far, at least from what I know. So you're a pretty unknown quantity to me. Um, you're on the run. Um, and I don't know if I really trust you, but Paul's like, yo, join, let, let me join you and you join me and let's see what happens together. Right. Um, and so I, I don't know, there's a lot of lessons to be learned for us to be thinking about this. Um, why are we trying to make the church um, into the corporate world when maybe the church should be more like nature? Hmm. So um, let, let's give some closing thoughts here. Um, yeah. I mean, again, we could talk all day long. <laughs> we could talk all day. <laughs> we're still we're still learning the attention span of our listeners. So, yeah. you know, leave us some comments here, like what's helpful. Um, you know, what, what's a takeaway for you? Um, was this too long? Do you want longer? Like, you know, we don't yeah, know tell what us. talking. We don't know. Um, if, if we give a few takeaways, um, maybe I'll, I'll start and then you, you can start too. Or, I mean, you can finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, for those of you listening, drop us a comment right here on YouTube um, below this video about what's your takeaway or what's another question you have. We really enjoyed um, getting questions from you in the comments on our last video or in the emails. And we're going to do future episodes based off those. So please interact with us. It's really, really, really helpful, especially as we're getting this going, because we want, we want to talk about things that, that you care about as well. Um, but, you know, a few of my takeaways, I'm really, if I'm, tr- if we're coming to the sp- into this with the spirit of, we want to activate more apostolic leaders that are healthy. So for those of you that are already feeling activated, don't be a patriarchal leader. Let me do a couple of takeaways. And then for those of you that maybe have been sheepish or a little paralyzed, like, gosh, I just don't know if I want to get into this game and this climate of our world and uh, political and racial nature. We want to say, no, get into the game. Here's some steps for you. So to, to the person that's maybe leaning a little more patriarchal, even if it's on accident, we would, I, I think I would give you a takeaway of slow down and make relationships, be a connector mm-hmm. with other people assume other people have great thoughts, ideas, work done, relationships in the area you're going. Do not assume that you are the one coming with the newest, best, or first idea. Um, Like interview three people before you do anything and see what you might learn. I would say that's a way to slow down. I would also say a takeaway for me is like, be more like a bee um, (laughs) and less like a bunny. Uh, I don't know where bunny came from, I guess, because I have two bunnies now, but bunnies, the bunnies that I have that I'm feeding, like when it's food time, they come and they take that food and they go eat it and they run away from me. And I love the image of the bee that's like, here's my pollen, here's my pollen. So as an apostolic leader, like leave, let the gospel be planted and do what it needs to do. You don't need to hoard it or control it. Um, That'd be my encouragement to, to you on that side. On the paralysis side, I would say, gosh, we need your voice. We need more apostolic mm-hmm. leaders that maybe are um, self-conscious or a little unsure or uh, slower to jump in because you have a perspective that many of us, um, you know, speedy, uh, full force forward type people need. And I would say there are great images and examples of apostolic leaders that are not patriarchal and, and don't have to be super loud and brash. We just gave you a few. One is the Mark four example of just sewing and trusting that the work you do will actually have an effect. You don't have to become a controlling leader. 
or Lydia, a, a woman clothed in purple, was a successful businesswoman, becomes a church planter. She's not a loud, aggressive Apostle Paul or Bo Corsetto. Um, she's very different. And so step into some of those images and lean into it and, and become the kind of planter that you need to be. What's most important is that you would have a DNA and an energy of new communities need to be started. You have a generative energy that needs to be activated in your way. So those would be a couple of my takeaways. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to affirm all of that, you know, um, you know, and I, I feel led to just talk to those that feel paralyzed, you know, um, cool. I, I, I want, I want, I want you guys to know that, um, that, you know, before any, uh, Peter, uh, jumps into the scene, there's gotta be an Andrew, right. Um, uh, before, uh, there is a Nathaniel, you know, full of, uh, full of the spirit and, and, and no deceit getting a transforming moment. There's gotta be a Philip, you know, before mm. a Paul takes the scene, there's got to be a, a Barnabas, you know, um, a, a brother of encouragement, you know, and, and, and so for some of you who feel like, you know, I'm not the main person here. I, I, I've never felt like that. You know, apostles actually don't have to be the center. There are a lot of times on the margin. They're the ones extending and connecting, taking what God's doing in one place and being the bridge to another. And often that doesn't mean to be in the center. You're not James Good. in Jerusalem, you know, you're, you're a Silas, you know, out on the edge and that's the apostolic work. And, and so oftentimes being the unseen one, being the person that thinks you're the quiet voice actually sets you up to put you on the margin where the mission needs to go. And so, and to take on the agency that God has given you, use your voice because the margins it's where the kingdom of God is growing. So if they call you and I marginal, they call us on the, uh, you know, outside of the main conversation, maybe that's exactly where you and I should be. So go out there in prayerful activation and prayerful de dependence on God and embrace the fact that you're on the edge already. That's pretty good, man. That, that's exciting. So, hey, reach out to us by email. You can yes. email us at info at releasetheape.com. Um, you can leave a comment here on face, uh, not Facebook, uh, <laughs> YouTube. YouTube, bro. Come on. <laughs> um, you can, uh, follow us on Twitter at release the ape and do that. Linson is really not on Twitter, even though he has a handle and <laughs> needs to get back on there. Uh, what is it? Linson underscore Daniel. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's and right. Mine's Bo Corsetto. We're both pretty active on Instagram. It's just our names. I believe mine's yep. Bo Corsetto. What's yours? At linson.daniel. At linson.daniel. So, you know, follow us there. Interact with us. Talk to us on social media. Big. Hey, I'm new on TikTok. I'm trying to figure out this TikTok <laughs> preaching. So go look at my embarrassing videos there. Bo Corsetto, tell me what I'm doing wrong, but I'm trying to be uh, helpful and evangelistic there. Um, so anyways, love you all. Um, yeah. This is a fun thing. We'll keep doing. We'll keep putting a, a show out every Wednesday, um, you know, give or take. And just follow, subscribe, share the message um, if this is helpful and you think it'd be helpful with other leaders. So, Linson, pray for us and then we'll end this. Yeah. All right. Father, would you take the words that were spoken today and that I pray that our sisters and brothers would hear and be encouraged. Um, everything that's from you, God, may, may just go really deep into our heart like a seed and produce 30, 60, 100 fold. Uh, we trust you to do in the world um, all these great and mighty things and beautiful flourishing things, but we also trust you to do that inside our hearts too. Good, beautiful, flourishing things in us. Um, so we love you, Lord. We thanks for this opportunity. 
In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Peace out.